0: Spirit Restored Podcast. This is where the curiosities of spiritualism meet the belief systems of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is only for those with an open mind. Join Ken Adams on his quest to find higher planes of spiritual experience. Happy Sunday, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. I uh, have a great episode today about your goals, and how to use Christ in your own success. And really, um, thank you for being patient as I've been preparing this podcast episode. And I've been preparing for a whole new year of success and growth for myself, this podcast, and the clients that I have. And uh, I'll tell you that next year, we already have a good lineup of guests Mm -hmm. That will be on this podcast and with incredible topics. In fact, I had a lot of fun planning who I would want to be on this podcast because it's really going to create v- great video content for you guys, the listeners, so that you can really get your wheel spinning on spirituality in the church and what the future might look like for someone that's very close to Jesus Jesus Christ and very close to spirituality and seeking truth. In fact, it was interesting how much I loved planning while I was doing it because actually for a long, long time, I hate planning. I hated planning. I really didn't like to write things down. And when I was married to my wife, we were newlyweds. My wife is like planning guru. She loves planning. She loves writing things down. She loves journaling. She's just such a successful person in everything that she does. And she said, can we sit down and plan? And I felt like chills all the way down my spine because I had such an aversion for planning. And it wasn't until I had taken some trainings that really required me to think about my future and to think about setting goals and making plans that I started to like planning because it actually worked for me for once. Before, it didn't really work, and when I was at this training, I created a goal, and I communicated it to my unconscious mind, and I put it in my future, and the goal was to collect $250,000 so I could buy my dream home. And when I wrote it down, I was like, yeah, I don't know how this is actually going to happen. I've never seen that much money in a year, let alone five years. And, uh, but I wrote it down, right. And, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to make this goal and I gonna set it in my future and we'll see what happens. In fact, I'm doing that more and more now. And, um, I've decided to get even more clarity in my life to the point where I'm analyzing every single area of my life. In fact, 12 areas of my life, and I'm defining everything that I want to do and why I would do it and how I'll do it and creating my life to such a crystal clear thing that it will be impossible for me to not accomplish what I want to accomplish. And a big thing that I'm incorporating going into this year and in my life is figuring out how specifically to apply the atonement of Jesus Christ, God's influence, revelation into my life. And into my goals and throughout everything that I do. And having said that, are you someone that sets goals, but is unable to see them through? Or do you also like me in the past, did you, do you dread making plans because it would mean that you would have to face whether or not those plans, plans will work, or are you constantly looking to progress in every area of life? And you're like a super personal growth person, but for some reason you're stuck. Well, this podcast is for you. It's really going to help you have a great 2023 where you grow spiritually, you accomplish your goals, and you really know that God is on your side, which ultimately I've spoken to a lot of people. A lot of people are just unsure that God is on their side. Now, there's an important question for this. Do you believe, so we, we say this in church all the time, we say, We need to listen to God's will, right? And learn his will and follow his will. Well, a question that you may not have considered is this, do you believe that God listens to your will? Now, this is a very important question because this has a lot of implications. If God listens to what you want to do, then that kind of changes the dynamic and the perspective you might have of God. If you're always just wanting to listen to what he wants you to do. In fact, I would say that God's will is more for the collective but not for the individual, yeah? And and I'll share some evidence of that here in a second. So having said that, I really think you're supposed to decide what you want. Then consult with God if that is actually what you want or really get very clear in your own mind and really figure out what you actually want. In fact, I was just at a free event that I put on, we had about 40 people come and we're doing another one by the way on January 17th. So if you're interested, come to it. And this guy came up and I wanted to help him think through his goals and really figure out why he wasn't fully invested in his goals or he wasn't fully all in to what he wanted to do and feeling excited about it. And he had all these business goals that were like super important to him. And he wanted to like quadruple what he was doing that year financially. And I kept asking him questions and I really wanted to find out why he wanted that. And ultimately we got to the point where he said, I want peace in my life. I want to feel peace, right? It's, and he wanted that financial flexibility in his life so that he could feel peace, so that he could feel, you know, good going to bed and feel great when he wakes up and feel awesome all the time. And so I asked him, I said, well, what if you had peace every day and that was the solution to accomplishing all of your goals? And he kind of lit up in his face. He's like, wow, I've never felt like I actually had the answer to this question of how I accomplish my actual goals. It's by having peace, right? Now, God is going to help you as you sit down with him and you really figure out what you actually want, right? Right he's going to consult, you'll consult with him and he'll talk talk back through prayer, right? And then he's going to open the doors for you, yeah, so that you can get what you actually want. And I really think in the end, like, he doesn't really care so much if you go become a CEO or an executive or start a business or stay a stay-at-home mom or just be a teacher or any of that. I don't think that really matters to him. I think... What matters to him is that you understand how powerful and limitless you are and that you have the kind of experience that you hope you had here and that you wake up full of peace and joy and love every day. Now, that means that you need to take responsibility for what you want out of life and you need to create your own rule book, your own vision for your life, your own goals, your own plans, yeah? And the reason why this is true and I know that Jesus Christ would agree, right? He says here in Matthew seven verse seven, "Ask and it shall be open; it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh find receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened." Now the scripture it doesn't say, "I'll tell you what you're supposed to want, and then you're supposed to just do it." Yeah, that's not what the scripture says. It says to ask. Yeah. And he doesn't tell you what to ask. He just says, ask and seek and knock, and it will be open to you and given to you. Yeah. So it's important to have this perspective about your own life and your own goals and the things that you want to accomplish, because so many people out there think that they have to wait for God to tell them what they want to do. Yeah. And they hold themselves back because they want the green light from God. Well, the thing is you already have the green light. In fact, I had a friend one time approach me and he said, I'm not sure if I should have kids or not. And I looked at him and I said, what about, do you think, and well, first he said, I, I've been praying and I've been asking God and I want an answer and I'm really not sure if I want to have kids yet. And I said, well, why wouldn't God want you to have kids? It doesn't really make sense why God would not want you to have children. Yeah. It's more of a thing of, do you want it? and God will open the door for you. Right. And later he had a daughter. And, uh, so this is an important thing. As you think about your goals, as you think about your life and your plans and completing your life purpose is that you're not a puppet, right? You're not God's slave. You're not his puppet. And so whenever God though, God does at times tell us his will, Yeah, And it's usually to a prophet and it's usually about the collective. It's usually about large groups of people. So for example, Moses was told to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? That was for a large group of people, God's people. Abraham was promised covenants, right? And told what to do with those covenants. He was told to sacrifice Isaac. And when he went and he did what the Lord told him to do, then God revealed this great vision to Abraham about what would be included in his covenant to his posterity, even though he was stopped from killing uh, Isaac and Joseph Smith. If you know uh, the LDS history, Joseph Smith was commanded to restore the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, the church of Jesus Christ, right? And he was, he was doing that for the collective. So when you look in the scriptures and you dive into it, you're going to see for the most part, we're supposed to decide what we want, then ask God for it. He's not there to tell us what to do. He will tell you what to do when it will affect large groups of people, perhaps even your posterity. So if God does come to you, right? And he whispers in your ear and he says, do this. Yeah. That's because it's going to affect a lot of people and it's part of his will and his will is to fulfill the plan of salvation And when he talks to you and he gives you that information, then that's you doing your part in his plan of salvation. Right. And if you want that, then he will talk to you and he will give you that information. But in order to get that information from God, you need to want it too. Right. So as we're thinking about goals and plans, yeah. What do you think this whole point of this existence is, right? What do you think it is? Is it so that God can have slaves? Is it simply to have fun, right? As if life is a video game. What if it's just a video game and we can just do whatever we want without consequences and we just design the game? Is it that? Or is it to learn and grow and create as if we were already gods ourselves? Yeah. What do you think it is, right? Think about it inside your heart. What do you really, what resonates with you? What sounds a lot more true? Well, I would say that the universe and how it's built and construct- constructed that we've been able to observe with science points to us being creators, not slaves. Now, for example, the quantum field that I've spoken about in this podcast is like a vast wide web across the entire universe that can send information from one side of the universe to the other side in an instant and as much information as you could possibly want, right? Right. So what are the implications there? Well, you can receive revelation immediately from anywhere in the universe, right? And that information is all stored in this quantum field. So whenever you want to do something, we can immediately get information on how to do it and what the next steps might be. Also, the unconscious mind, yeah, the own your own unconscious mind that you have in your mind, it processes 11 million bits of information a second. Now, this is in comparison to your conscious mind, which is 126 bits plus or minus 7. Yeah, that's a huge difference. 11 million compared to 126. Why do you think you are able to do that in your unconscious mind? How is that possible? Yeah? And what could be possible if you were able to access all that information? And the implications to me with that is... I would say we wouldn't have an unconscious mind if we didn't already spend an eternity building it, living with God, right? And being prepared for this moment where we could access it and be creators. Now, here's another thing that we've observed in science is that when you observe a light wave, it becomes a particle. Yeah. And so we know that when we observe, it creates, we create when we observe. So just by looking through our own eyes and observing reality and thinking about what reality is, it starts to reshuffle into the reality that we want. So we're creators no matter what we do. And there's also a growing number of intelligent thinkers suggesting that we might be living in a simulation. So if we are in a simulation, then maybe we can tweak it. We can do whatever we want inside the simulation. We can be creators of the game, yeah? And what about quantum possibilities that scientists are learning about? Well, just about anything is possible. They've learned in quantum physics. And anything can happen and is happening all of the time. And we can define what we want to have happen. These have really interesting implications, right? This is basically saying, There's a lot of different timelines of possibilities and places you can go in your life, in the world. And basically by choosing what you want, you go into that direction and create that timeline for you. Yeah. So we are creating time and we are creating space and we're creating realities that maybe we haven't created before. So having said all of that, there's so much designed by God to help us have success And he put in these systems and everything in place so that we can have it, yeah? Now, if you're someone like me and you ultimately love to search for personal growth and you're always looking for ways to level up in your life, yeah, you're always looking for something else to grow and improve yourself personally. The question that I have for you is, do you go everywhere for help except Christ? Now, this is an important question and a really powerful one for me that I had to ask myself. Because I was going everywhere, reading all kinds of books, finding solutions, going to trainings, doing coaching, all that kind of stuff and getting a lot of value, right? And I noticed that there were just a few things in my life that I wasn't able to change, that I just, no matter what training I had, no matter what skills I had or any of that, that there were just things about me that was just so, I couldn't put a finger on it. I couldn't put a thumb on it, exactly what it was. And the biggest changes happened when I involved Christ, when I involved him in my life and I was able to see how he is mighty to save. Yeah. And yes, you know, I'll say this, we are encouraged to seek the best learning and even the best books, but life ultimately isn't overcome with self-help books yeah, or coaching programs or trainings. We can experience tremendous change, but nothing is more powerful than the transformative power of Jesus Christ's atonement. And I can say I've experienced basically it all, and I can clearly say that the power of Christ is much more effective and powerful than anything else else out there, right? And I think sometimes we can become so busy and independent that we actually cut ourselves off from the source of all power. Now, if you think your unconscious mind is powerful at 11 million bits of information per second, which it is. Just imagine what the mind of God is like, yeah? We wouldn't want to cut ourselves off from the mind of God, yeah? It it holds all the power of all the collective minds and unconscious minds that exist in all reality, plus more. So it would be unwise to eliminate him from the equation, yeah? even though 11 billion bits of information per second is a lot. We have to realize that we came to earth to progress and grow even further. And so compared to the mind of God, it's very little. Yeah. So here's some scriptures about how Christ is more powerful than all things. Yeah. John four 14, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Yeah. This scripture is really important because we go all over the places and think about how many times you've filled up a water bottle or filled up a glass of water, right? Imagine how much time you would save if you never had to do that again. And especially in this context, when he was speaking to the woman at the well who had to draw water every day. Yeah. And bring it back to her multiple husbands or something like that. I can't remember what this story exactly was. Um, Imagine how much time she would save if she didn't have to do that, right? So think about that, right? And also, I like what it says here. There's a well of water springing up into everlasting life when you partake of the water of Jesus Christ. In my own life, I've had the question of, how do I wake up every day motivated? How do I wake up every day full of joy? How do I wake up every day focused on the things that I want to do? And ultimately, it's this feeling, this idea here that's in the scripture, is that when you're partaking of the water, the living waters of Jesus Christ, that equals everlasting life. And when you have that state or that idea of everlasting life inside of you, then you'll always be inspired and motivated and doing the things that bring you the most joy. You'll be living in a state of constant joy all the time and accomplish things and doing things that you want to do. Yeah? Now, in 2 Nephi chapter 31, verse 19, this is in the Book of Mormon. This is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints scripture. It says, Behold, I say unto you, nay, it is not all done. Yeah? For ye have not come this far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Now, think about the situation you are in in your life right now, Right? Think about how much Jesus Christ has actually helped you. And you might be totally unaware of it. You might be aware. You might be a mix of aware and unaware. And what it is, is that it's impossible to actually go much further than where Christ has already taken you. Just think about your own lungs and the breath of life that goes into it every time you breathe. And that that breath is both voluntary and involuntary. It's both covered and it's a choice that you have. And as you go about life and you're thinking about the things that you want to do, you can know that on one side, life is covered by Christ. And on the other side, you can decide what life is to be. This is very much like the air that goes in and out of your lungs. You can choose to breathe and you can choose not to think about breathing. So also in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus says unto the people, he says, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, he didn't say, well, whatever. I mean, first of all, he's using this example of moving a mountain, right? That's a really ridiculous goal. That's a really ridiculous outcome. Who would really want to move a mountain, right? I mean, think about if... You know, if you're listening to this in Utah, we have these huge mountains. Think if someone's like, Hey, I'm, I've got a goal. I want to move Mount Olympus or Mount Timpanogos and put it over there. Pretty much everybody they know would be like, Hey, don't do that. That'll ruin houses and cause natural disasters. Right? (laughs) So it's kind of a ridiculous thing. Now, Jesus perhaps chose a really ridiculous notion to highlight this idea that nothing shall be impossible absolutely nothing yeah so i know there's people that are listening to this podcast that have considered being healed of whatever illnesses they might have or healed of addiction or healed of whatever desires are in their heart and the thing is if jesus christ said it you know using faith was good enough to move a mountain then why not things like being healed right And even if your goals are financial, right, sometimes we have financial mountains to move. It's less ridiculous to have a goal that is financially motivated than it is to move a mountain, yeah? And here's the thing. Christ wants to be part of your life in every single detail. He wants you to experience the power that can be there when you let him in. Because ultimately, when you're letting Christ in your life, you're actually letting in the highest and most ideal version of yourself, the one with the most peace, the one with the most love, the one with the most power. And this is what happens with the at-one-ment, the atonement. When you let him in, that is the atonement. You become more at one with Christ. That is when the atonement can work. And really the question is, if someone is saying, well, I'm having trouble accessing the atonement, I can respond back and say, What about you not wanting to be at one is keeping you from accessing the atonement? Perhaps if you worked on unifying yourself with Jesus Christ, that you would have the atonement more, allow yourself to go to him, allow yourself to access his power. In fact, my wife, uh, she and I started this tradition a few years back during COVID that my parents and my family, we couldn't get together and it was we were not very happy about it. I mean, I love to spend Christmas with my parents and have my kids there and everything, but because of a bunch of health reasons, we just all decided that it was best we didn't gather. And so it wasn't a traditional Christmas, and it wasn't like a gift-giving Christmas. And so I said, you know, if we're so worried about all of these challenges that are going on in life, then why don't we really focus on what Christmas is supposed to be about? And it's supposed to be thinking about the miraculous life of Jesus Christ in his miraculous birth. And why don't we all just decide what is the miracle that we want in our life? Yeah. Have you done that before? Have you ever thought, okay, what is the miracle that I want? And how can I just fully put my trust in Jesus Christ and unify myself with him so that I can have it, right? And you can think about your goals this way, actually, right? You can think about, you can write down all your goals and you can write down and in fact this is what i'm doing right as i'm incorporating all my plans and i'm adding christ in my plans i want to think about how i can be more unified with him so that he can bridge the gap help me bridge the gap of who i am and who i want to become right because ultimately you accomplish your goals by becoming the person that accomplishes the goals and jesus christ is the one that can help you become that person right obviously you know do self-development read books and learn and Jesus Christ is going to be there to bridge the gap and all those things. And I'm hoping that as I detail all these plans in my life and I put Jesus Christ in it, that I'm just going to have a full year of miracles constantly all the time. And I'll be excited to share those miracles that happen in my life right here in the podcast. As we have guests and everything, I'll be talking about the great things that are happening in my life this year, because I have total faith that Jesus Christ will be there and I trust that he's already been able to do what I want to accomplish, and he's already overcome the world. So I may as well put my whole trust in him and allow him to give me peace. Because as I go about doing my goals, sometimes I have this thought of like, well, how am I going to do it? How's that going to be possible? Oh, it's too unrealistic or all those things. And I remember Christ saying basically, you know, through me, all things are possible, right? Right. And we have to, at one point in our lives, decide that it is possible. In fact, that one time I set a goal where <clears> I would make two, I would collect $250,000 in a year. It totally happened. And it was in a very surprisingly unexpected kind of way. And I wanted that money so that I could buy a dream house that I have now that I'm living in, a house that we've, we always wanted. We wanted a house in the country with an acre of land And we found a place, a place that we had never been to before. And that's when I started. I was like, okay, maybe planning isn't so bad, yeah? And now that I'm married, right, my wife had to be very patient with me because I hated planning. I really didn't like to sit down and clarify things because it put my mind at risk of feeling like I could fail or I wouldn't be able to do it or I don't know know how to do it. Now, my wife and I are at this point where we are – we're both doing these goals together and that's such a magical process and uh, it's going to create such value in our marriage that I think we're going to accomplish so many things that we never thought were possible. And so thank you for listening today. Yeah. Some of these guests that I'm bringing on, some of these topics, by the way, we'll be talking about breath work. We'll be talking about virtual reality. We'll be talking about psychedelics we'll be talking about energy healing and a lot more other topics that are just exploratory we'll have people come on talk about quantum physics and how to apply that in in having success and as we talk about all these things right they're going to be really expansive for you that's listening and at the same time i want to remember for myself throughout these conversations is you know whatever things that we learn that are incredible and awesome to use in our lives that they may or may not be inspired by Christ. They are, you know, if it works, then they're inspired by Christ. And uh, to continually use Jesus Christ in our lives. So thank you for listening today. And I appreciate the energy you've given me. And one thing I haven't said here, the podcast has been running now for a year. And I really wasn't planning on having a podcast for a year necessarily. I didn't know what this podcast would look like or turn out to be like I just want to say thank you to you guys for being listeners and um, I'm excited to talk to you in the future until next Sunday bye Ken loves to get feedback from his audience send him a private message or write a review so that he can discuss topics that are most relevant to your spiritual experience thank you for listening today and remember to join next week